listening to Homeschool for One. You can teach an only child at home. Join us as we discuss the unique parts of this homeschooling journey. The Homeschool for One podcast music is brought to you by The Word in Worship. The Word in Worship is a music ministry started by Jonathan and Emily Martin in Nashville, Tennessee, whose heart and passion is to create music saturated with the Word of God and resources to help fuel a life of worship. They create blogs, videos, and devotions, and in all they create, Jonathan and Emily aim to show that God's Word is not dull, stale, or boring, but beautiful, powerful, life-giving, and helpful. You can find them out online at www.thewordinworship.com to hear their music and to check out all their resources. So today we're going to talk about being a myth-busting boss. I like to bust myths because people give you blank stares and they don't understand what you're saying. I always think MC Hammer. You're going to bust a myth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can't touch this. <laughs> the first myth we are going to bust today is a homeschooling and only child must be easy. And that is wrong. <laughs> Hear me laugh. <laughs> I like it when people tell me, why would you homeschool an only child? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Or, man, you must have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> like, yeah. People think that. They do. They do think that you have so much time on your hands. I wish I could say that I did, but I don't. Because once we start lessons, if I don't pay attention to her, a lesson doesn't get done. She's not an independent worker. And because we have one child, yes, it's easy to get distracted no matter how many children you have. But I'm a very spontaneous person. So mm-hmm. like, if I have an urge to go shoe shopping, we'll just go. I think that having an only child at home can be time consuming. There are still a lot of things to do. There is no one to look up to and watch them do their schoolwork. And there's no one to model how to do schoolwork for a younger child. And it's the same with teaching them to be responsible for chores. (sighs) Parenting, homeschooling, I see that as a challenge. It takes a lot of time. It does take a lot of time. And I don't really think that it matters how many children that you have because things still need to get done. Yeah. One thing that I will say in regards to that having someone to look up to and having someone to model for is the co-op situation that we have has been perfect for that because there are kids older than her and there are kids younger than her and they're all together in some classes we have them all together Mm -hmm. and we pair them up I pair her up with an older kid and sometimes she's paired up with a younger kid and Mm -hmm. she loves both we try not to pair her up with her best friend because all yes. talking all the time <laughs> and they are middle school girls yeah that love to talk and i thought so i thought maybe you know this home on the phone all the time thing we'll just skip right over that no they found facetime and they found other ways to talk non-stop to one another and because they're homeschooled they have a big chunk of time we've had to rein that in <laughs> and one of the moms i was like we need to set some boundaries and she was like uh-huh we do i think people do imagine that having an only child is less work or less challenge and it's just different challenges for me it it was really learning 
how to parent an only child and know that I wasn't going to have another child. You know, that was a whole year's worth of emotional anxiety. And I'm just going to be honest, therapy is just to work myself through that because I am an older parent and, and I had always imagined having a really large family. Then here I am parenting an only child and I see why I'm supposed to be doing it, but it's definitely challenging. Yep. It doesn't make it any less devastating. No, it doesn't. You know, we, we are fortunate in that we did not have any losses. Neither did we. Before or after our daughter's birth. Could literally say we were one and done. The our, death well, of a dream is still a death. And there's a yeah, grieving well, process. Yes. And, and we see that on our on our Facebook group all the time is how people are trying to manage emotions of they want another child. My heart just goes out to them. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's an individual healing process. Yeah. And it is a process. Yes. And it takes a different amount of time for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know that it took me years. And I'm now at a point, she's 10 and a half, where I'm happy. Yeah. But for a really long time, it was not so. For the women and the men who wanted large families and they didn't have one, and they're dealing with that emotional upheaval. The second myth that we're going to bust is socialization. And I don't even want to talk about it really because I just don't think it exists. I don't think it's a problem is what I should say. No, I don't think it's a problem either because we're out in the world. We're doing things. Mm -hmm. Our children are with us constantly watching, observing, learning socialization from us, how to socialize with strangers, with with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that when you're in a homeschool situation, moms are there helping to guide those situations. Yeah. I was reading on Facebook just not too long ago about the no, it wasn't on Facebook. It was an actual conversation I was having with some friends who were talking about their children at lunchtime. Their children are not allowed to talk usually there's a movie on usually you know if they do start talking they're hushed they have 20 minutes to eat this is out of school yes oh i know that they have 20 minutes to eat and if they're not done then they don't get to take their food out onto the playground think about how different that is if you go to a mall and you go to a food court Mm -hmm. and everybody is sitting there eating and there's noise and everybody's doing something different if a child's in a public school setting they eat fast they eat without talking which you know i can see don't talk with food in your mouth. I really don't pay attention to the socialization myth just because I don't think it's a problem. It's never been a problem for my child. She has a shy side, but I don't consider her unsocialized. My daughter is not unsocialized. Right. We are... I don't know what that means. Like, what does it mean to be unsocialized? We're not a busy family, first of all. We go to church on Sunday morning. During the regular school year, we have a Sunday night activity. We do school Monday through Thursday. Every other Friday during the regular school year we go and meet as a homeschool group for sports day and there's like 150 to 200 kids there ages 6 to 18 and she's playing games for three solid hours she is well socialized and she's playing with kids that she goes to church with or kids that she's making new friends with she made a new friend in the last few weeks of sports day and the mom and I are trying to get a play date together for the two girls there's plenty to do to where they have general social skills well I guess my question would be what are these social skills that we're trying to teach is my child kind yes is my child having a conversation with you Mm -hmm. yes because I make her because when somebody asks her a question I say 
you need to answer that. I'm yeah. not answering that question. Once she's comfortable, it's she can talk nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My child was definitely guilty of not being able to stand in line very well. She does it. But is that a social skill? I think it's considered a social skill, honestly, because we do it at the grocery store. Yeah, but she's seven. I know, but they have to learn that in public school. My child doesn't like to play games where someone gets out. She will break down crying if she gets out. Just because she doesn't have anybody to play with at home that's going to make her be out or make her be it. You know, those those kind of games aren't played. I can give you suggestions <clears throat> on games that will make her be out. Okay. At home. <laughs> okay. Because you're a big game schooler. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of that. Well, and we played a game a couple of months ago just as a family. It was a little dice game called Pig that I found on YouTube. It was a game where she had to choose to either be greedy or let someone else go and have the next turn. And it was a great skill to teach. And I didn't realize how much she didn't understand that skill. Just... I feel as though socialization is such a hang-up with people, but I don't know how to address it because it's really not a problem. There are many high school homeschoolers who they never stop moving in terms of classes that they take, volunteer hours that they have to get, jobs that they work because they can work during the day. It is crazy to me how much high schoolers who homeschool how much more they are socialized. They're busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. I think the next myth we were going to bust was the intelligence myth. I've had people say, oh, you must be so smart, or she must be so smart. I think she's brilliant, but realistically, she's an average kid. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the list of questions that they have for her to make sure that she knows things. I would often try to direct those questions into things that she knew very well and would surprise them. So when she was four and five years old, she loved the solar system and she could name you all the planets. She could talk about black holes and spaghettification. I know she was odd, (laughs) but I don't know this stuff. I didn't even teach it to her. She would just watch YouTube videos. So then it would be like, why don't you tell them about what happens if you go into a black hole? And so here's this little girl saying this great big word, spaghettification. And that's not to say that public school children don't have those moments either, because they do. They learn all kinds of ways. But I think that the nonstop questioning from people who think that homeschoolers aren't getting a satisfactory education is really annoying in so many ways. They are getting an education anywhere from an unschooler to someone who's just doing traditional schooling at home because they will learn what they're going to learn. And whatever they learn builds into their intelligence the way it is. And that would be the same in school. I can tell you that here in Texas, there are quite a few homeschoolers of special needs children Mm -hmm. because the school does not service the child the way the parent wants them to be serviced. Or in a way that the school can't provide. Right. So they can bring in their own occupational therapist or physical therapist into their home on their own insurance and feel like their child's better educated than being in a life skill.
skills or developmental classroom. I actually have a friend who is in the Houston area with a child who would be considered 2E, which is basically there's a learning disability mm-hmm. and a giftedness, uh-huh. right, at the yeah. same time. And he was having such a hard time in school. The teachers couldn't put these two things together that he was intelligent, gifted, but yet he had this special needs that was just debilitating yes. in a classroom setting. Yeah. And so so, you know, and she has one, two, three, four, five kids mm-hmm. and she brought him home and he's excelling and doing well at home because yeah. the classroom was not going to work and he's being labeled a bad kid and all these things. We've talked about before how I, I want to really foster the creative intelligence part of my child. Having been in the school system, I just did not feel as though that was going to be met. I did not feel like that was going to be paid attention to. Knowing my child, knowing what I've seen in the public schools, I knew my child would probably be perceived as a behavior problem because of her creativity and how that manifests itself. It has a lot to do with how she talks to you and how she perceives the world. And she is not a robot. And I don't think all kids in public school are, because I, I, I loved public school and I loved teaching it. But when I looked at my child and I looked at the public school system, I just saw that there was going to be a problem. I don't think that she's brilliant. She may be. I don't know. I'm not interested in testing her IQ at seven years old, nor do I want to send her to a public school to be serviced for speech therapy, which we can do here. I don't know if you can do it there, yep. but I prefer not to. That's a whole other topic. But we feel like her intelligence intelligence is satisfied here at home. I think that being in an environment where you can excel in your exceptionalities and where you can develop your weaknesses at your own pace, there's something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. Because the best of the best in a school can't accommodate that. Right. There are fantastic teachers out there. Amazing. I don't homeschool because teachers are awful. And I just want to make that clear because I know a lot of teachers and they're wonderful. Yes. Sometimes it may seem as though it's an attack on teachers Mm -hmm. to say that I homeschool and it absolutely is not. Mm -mm. Any teacher can tell you that one-on-one or a small group is where it's at. They're only one person. They are. And they have a lot to deal with. Can you imagine dealing, oh well you've been in the public school system, but like I can imagine dealing with 20 parents, 100 parents in high school. This is a whole this is a soapbox I can stand on. Yeah, this is not time for me to get started on that one. I don't think I would be a good public school mother because I like what I do as a homeschool mother. I wanted so badly to be kindergarten, homeroom mom and all that stuff. And I believe that God called us to homeschool. And so as we went through prayer and really submitting ourselves to God on this, I discovered that the lessons that I needed to learn were not to be kindergarten, homeroom mom. The lessons I needed to learn, the lessons that my daughter needed to learn, I needed to be a a manager of my home. I'm not a great home manager, and I've learned a lot in the past almost four years. I am being the mother that I've always wanted to be, and I could not be that person if I was still teaching and my child was in school. And right now, I cannot imagine spending five days a week away from my child during the day. That blows my mind to think about my child sitting in a classroom and not being with me every day. Yes, sometimes I would like a breather, but <laughs> um, I, it's just, it's weird. 
It's just a weird thought. Whereas four years ago, it wasn't a weird thought. It was the norm for us. I took my child to daycare every day. And she was there sometimes from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. It was pretty normal because of my job. I guess to sum that up, it would be that most homeschooled children are just average kids. Exactly. There's nothing special about you. (laughs) That's funny. It goes back to that. I I want a happy, healthy human. The next myth would be that homeschoolers can't get into college and university. Right on the tails of us talking about the intelligence of our homeschool kids. The fact of the matter is that a lot of homeschoolers go to college and university. And a lot go on to do other things like the trades. They don't sit at home for the rest of their lives. They're very productive, very creative about how they go about finding work and learning work. I know kids that start their trade apprenticeship in high school, they're ready to go shortly after, you know, working for good companies or alongside a mentor Mm -hmm. that will bring them to a place that will allow them to be successful in life. But on that, I know countless homeschoolers that have gone on to university and done well and become doctors and lawyers and politicians. And not too far from me, we have one young man who became a politician at 19. He won an election. I mean, you ask anybody out there, there are just so many different avenues to post-secondary life Mm -hmm. that focusing, first of all, on college and university is a farce. I'm not saying that college and university is bad. My daughter has a goal to go to university and so I'm not gonna stop her in any way. But if she decided she wanted to do some sort of trade, I would encourage that as well, where I find a lot of parents uh, focus so much on the college and university route that Mm -hmm. they forget and that there are trades out there that are dying and older generation is retiring and there's a huge gap in the trade world where there is money to be made and colleges and universities are looking at homeschoolers like they're looking at any other uh, high school student coming in. They each have their own different ways of assessing the student. I know in different states you can provide your own high school diploma. Here you can't do that but college and universities know that and they have different ways of assessing a homeschool student. I know a few right now going to university And I know a few right now being trained in the trades. They're just average person coming through life. They're just using a different avenue. And I think that sometimes that scares people because the school system has been touted as the way to get education. Homeschoolers are actually now being favored in college admissions because they are so studious. They get down and they work. Professors would prefer a homeschooled student over a public school student. I mean, I wasn't that kid. So the last myth that we're going to discuss is that homeschoolers are generally large families that are evangelical Christians. And I would say to you, especially here in Houston, that is not the case. And I know in California, that is not the case as well. There's a huge secular community of homeschoolers. What I love to see is there is a growing number of homeschool families that are African-American There's a very large community of Muslim homeschooling families. I think that's the beauty of homeschooling is that you can choose that freedom. I heard this this week that Australia actually has a growing number of homeschoolers right now. It's like one in 200 kids, which 
I love it that homeschool, it doesn't sit on one ethnicity. It doesn't sit on one kind of faith. It sits with everyone who wants to understand it and wants to be a part of it. If you want that for your family, you can have it. We talk about kids that grow up to become professional athletes or Olympians because they have time. Or It's very common for gymnasts and ice skaters to be homeschooled so that they can spend all day learning their sport and becoming better. Simone Biles, her parents homeschooled her for so that she could become a better gymnast. There's a guy named Justin Jackson, and he plays now for the Dallas Maverick basketball team. He was homeschooled here in Houston. He was a member of our homeschool Christian Youth Association, which we call HCYA here in Houston. And he was part of the basketball team, and he took them to the national championships. And then he went to play for the North Carolina Tar Heels, and then he got picked up by the Sacramento Kings for professional basketball. And, and he was homeschooled the entire time. I am so glad that other people choose to homeschool and have successful children and have successful, happy families because they are homeschooling. I'm so glad that God has allowed me the time and the resources for us to build this life with her. And so we discussed homeschooling an only child is easy. It's not. We discussed socialization. It's not a problem. We discussed college and university. Kids can go. We discuss subgrouping, and there are a variety of homeschoolers out there. We discussed intelligence. Our kids are just kids. My husband says to me, I like the taste of that new toothpaste. I replied, Oh, yeah? Let me see. So I laid a big kiss on him, really loud. And then from three rooms away, we hear, So glad I missed that one! And that's your only funny for today. The Homeschool for One podcast, Music, is brought to you by The Word in Worship. If you're listening today, then they have a special gift for you. For their most recent album, You're Not Through With Me Yet, the Martins have created a four-week video devotion series to help you journey deeper into the scriptures behind the title song. If you're feeling frustrated or discouraged in your spiritual walk and need some encouragement that God is at work in you to bear fruit in every season of your life, you're going to want to listen to the Word in Worship. For being a part of this podcast, you can get the devotion for free by visiting their website www.thewordinworship.com simply navigate by clicking our devotions and use the code homeschool to get free access thanks for listening to our moms my mom's pamela my mom's to thank you girls you've been listening to homeschool for one you can teach an only child at home we hope that you feel encouraged after today's podcast Join us next week. We're going to discuss fertility just a little bit, nothing deep or profound, just something that makes us think and encourages one another. And if you have questions, reflections, or feedback, please email us info at homeschoolforone.com. You can find us on social media or go to our website, homeschoolforone.com, to find a transcription of today's episode. Finally, we want you to know that you matter and you are loved.